listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Since 2009, the Pharmacy Podcast has been leading podcast publications as the insider voice of the pharmacy industry. Explore the profession and business of pharmacy through audio. Join us at PharmacyPodcast.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any of your favorite podcast directories. Care, lead, innovate, motivate, balance. These five tenants reveal ways of creating a more profitable and customer-centric pharmacy. What will you discover when you climb with RMS? Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Climb. I'm Brad Jones, the CEO and founder here at Retail Management Solutions. So we've got an exciting program for you today. For those of you who are new, uh, just a reminder, Climb is all about care, lead, innovate, motivate, and balance. Those are things you're doing every single day in your pharmacies. And, and that's what we do here at Climb is to bring you programming that talks about how you can help improve patient outcomes and your bottom line. It's not about our products and services. It's about you as pharmacists out there and improving your business. So without further ado, let me uh, let's get started. We have two gentlemen on our panel today. Harry Jablonski is a pharmacist who has practiced in many areas of pharmacy, including independent pharmacy, specialty pharmacy, and hospital pharmacy. When you talk to him, you get a sense of his passion for enhancing patient care. He received his doctorate from the University of Illinois at Chicago College of Pharmacy and is currently a pharmacy brand manager at Orthomolecular Products. In his role, he works with independent pharmacies and pharmacists across the United States and Canada to help their pharmacy practices thrive. He has developed educational programs and webinar series uh, to offer information to pharmacists that, that really they can utilize to succeed. This um, all rolls into the programs and tools that were created to help pharmacies apply their knowledge, enhance patient care, and distinguish their pharmacy services, and ultimately, which leads to increased front-end sales. Um, our second guest, Jeff Robbins, has been a compounding pharmacist for over 25 years and likes to speak of himself as a pharmacist who dislikes drugs. Jeff owned a remarkably successful essential wellness pharmacy where he grew annual sales. Get this. He grew annual sales of just his dietary supplements, what we're talking about today, to over $1.2 million a year, over $100,000 a month with profits of 40 to 50 percent. Uh, just astounding. Uh, Jeff graduated from the University of Illinois at Chicago College of Pharmacy. Jeff furthered his knowledge with advanced fellowship uh, at the American College of Anti-Aging and Functional Medicine through the University of Southern Florida. And right now he's the owner of Summit Functional Consulting. He's passionate about educating people and giving them a chance to make informed decisions about their health and health care. Harry, it's great to have you back. It was great seeing you at the conference in February. So thank you for joining us today. Brad, great to see you again. Thanks for having me. This is great. Thank you. Yeah. And hey, Jeff, uh, I, I'm just the bio. It's <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to have you. Uh, we have a, in our Nutributler program, we had a pharmacy that when uh, they started, before they started Nutributler, they were doing $1,000 a month in supplements. And then six months later, they were doing 10 times that. They were doing $10,000 a month in supplements. And I was so amazed by that. And I've told that story so many times. And then I read your bio, and you were doing 10 times that, $100,000 a month in supplements. So I can't wait to delve into that. Um, yeah. So welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for taking your time. That's my pleasure. Um, so 
before I get before we jump into to that exciting story, um, I just want to take a few minutes to talk about you know the relationship here at RMS. I mean, th this program is not about plugging products or companies, uh, but it is important to understand uh, the relationship that uh, with with RMS and orthomolecular products because. Uh, I met Harry at a conference years ago, and we and I was so excited because for a long time I had been wanting to, at the point of sale, provide information to the patient because I think that you know that is where you were interacting. I wanted to be able to provide information to the patient and make these drug induced recommend uh, drug induced nutrient depletion recommendations right there when you're talking to them. And uh, so Orthomolecular had a program and we worked together to create Digital Replete. And that was our first foray into, into what we now call NutriButler. Um, and, uh, and we had some success with that, it, but it never happens as fast as we want. So, um, so anyway, that's kind of how we got started today. We have lots of customers doing uh, doing NutriButler with orthomolecular products. As many of you are aware, we also work with uh, TRC Healthcare, which is not a, a manufacturer uh, that we, you know, because we're really all about drug-induced nutrient depletion. Um, so I'm going to focus our attention on that. Harry's going to talk a little bit about orthomolecular and their digital replete program, which is great. Um, so let's get started. Um, we have talked about this brief history. I don't understand why any pharmacy wouldn't be doing drug-induced nutrient depletion recommendations. I know there's no one-size-fits-all in pharmacy, and we have all of these things to do. But let's just start there. Um, you know, why do it, I guess, is let's say that. When I think about something like that, it's, uh, you know, we're pharmacists, and we're there to help our patients, right? Um, especially when we're dispensing our medications. We're offering our patients any and every information that we can about the, about that medication, about the good things, also about some of the challenges, okay? And if there are some potential challenges, we need to let our patients make them aware of this, right? If there's a drug-induced nutrient depletion, we need to let them know about it. And it's amazing how many of the common medications that we dispense every day and who's telling our patients about drug-induced nutrient depletion? The physician more than likely isn't doing it, and many of the pharmacies aren't doing it. So uh, I'm right there with you um, in, in advocating, and I wave that flag every day. Every day, we should be talking about that as a pharmacist. I'm a pharmacist, been one for over 25 years, and this is something I'm very passionate about. Um, we need to offer them that basic information, make them a, a very reasonable, recommendation, then only then can our patients make an educated decision about their health. If I don't tell them about it, Mrs. Jones is going to walk around with those sore legs or that, that tired feeling from taking those statins. I need to mention that to her and offer her um, a solution to either avoid or alleviate that. That's sort of how I look at it, Brad. Sure. Jeff, you were going to add? Yeah. So if, for me, it, it's education and then education. So the first part of the education is that for, for me, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm old, but it, when I was, when I went through college, I wasn't taught about drug induced nutritional depletion. Uh, and so because it wasn't in my sphere of knowledge, 
Um, I never made recommendations about it. And then I was uh, lucky enough to see James Laval talk about this. Gosh, it was 20 plus years ago and it made sense. So I started, I started looking at the data and realized that, you know, it's basically most of the top 200 drugs that we dispense as pharmacists can cause drug induced nutritional depletions. And, and, you know, that really hit me right between the eyes. And what it what it said to me, so there was the missing part of my education, and then I was missing out on educating my patients. And so what I had to do is take my take my business plan and actually change my process of what I do instead of holding on to a phone and counting by fives. I went from filling scripts to actually being an educator. And like Harry said, my entire career was about um, empowering my patients to make really smart choices about their health. And what I found is if I gave them all the information, lo and behold, people want to be healthy. That's why they're coming to us in the first place. But they have to get all the information. And that takes a, a little bit of you know self-education on my part and then setting up my business practice to go ahead so I have the time to talk to my patients. So that's that's my piece about that. Well, you know, and that's um, I think when you look at uh, the pharmacy profession, of course, it's constantly every year. It's uh, in the top three most trusted professions, usually number one. But with firefighters and doctors, I believe is uh, I mean, not doctors, but firefighters and nurses and uh, um, are the you know, the top three. So utilizing that trust. And then at an independent level versus a chain level, first, the chains aren't doing this, but the, at the independent level, I mean, you've created this relationship, um, at least in most independents that I've ever walked into. Um, and so, uh, you know, the very first tenant to climb is caring. And to me, this is, this is what this is all about. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, um, number one, when you, when you, I will tell you when someone comes in and they have a CoQ10 deficiency and they're sore every day. Um, and, and the way I look at it down the road is that we're preventing, you know, high blood pressure and congestive heart failure, but let's just take the patient that's sore every day and we go ahead and repeat that CoQ10 and then they can be active so, you know, so they're um, so they can actually get out and exercise and do the things that they want to do. That type of relationship building is unbelievable. They are a patient for life. And then they go tell their physician. And now you have that relationship that expands also in our pharmacy. You know, we are our advertising budget was less than one tenth of one percent of our annual budget. And the reason why is because it was all word of mouth. And we averaged um, three to six referrals a day, three to six new patients a day, which is, you know, you can't, there's no way you can buy advertising that creates people walking in your door. And that's just what, just what you, what you said, Brad, it's developing those relationships, the trusting relationship that we can build on as pharmacists. Yeah, go ahead, Harry. When we talk to our patients um, about drug-induced nutrient depletion, for example, just by doing that, having a conversation with our patients about a potential challenge, 
That distinguishes us as independent pharmacists. As you mentioned, Brad, they're not doing that at the big box pharmacies. So just that service, what I call should be a basic service that we offer our patients, that distinguishes um, you know, our, our, uh, our pharmacy from, from, from the big box, okay? Um, when our patient takes our, our, our recommendation and they notice that, that, uh, that difference, their enhanced health, Again, like Jeff said, they're going to start talking to people about that. But again, that distinguishes your pharmacy. Okay, so you, you can't really put a dollar value on, on the value of that, um, you know, for your pharmacy. But um, as you mentioned, Brad, it's about caring. I'm a pharmacist. I went into pharmacy um, to help my patients. I really didn't get into it to count fives and, uh, you know, sets of five pills and, and, and hand those out to my patients. I really wanted to help my patients. So that's really a first reason. So again, uh, I want to talk to help my patients by, by giving them that information. But that distinguishes my pharmacy um, as well. And it also enhances front-end sales when you have those types of conversations as well. Your patient is better off. My business is better off. It's an absolute win-win situation, right? Yeah, one of the things I hear when, it, you know, when we talk about it, and I, I I asked pharmacists this all the time, you know, when they're not doing any of the clinical services or if they're just doing a handful of clinical services, a couple of them, you know, what's your biggest, why aren't you doing this? And the, and the, the word I hear all the time, it, it's every, the, the answer is always the same time, um, time. So how do you, what do you say to, how do you respond to that in this case? I, I know how I'd respond, but I want to yeah. hear what you say. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a couple different things um it that time is it, it truly is that you know a, a finite uh resource that we have but what do you want to spend your time doing that's the thing do you want to spend your time calling insurance companies chasing pennies looking for the cheapest price for the generic drug from the you know wholesalers is that where you want to spend your time and does it serve uh, not only your patients but does it serve your business you know it, are you creating a sustainable business practice by chasing pennies um, or do you want to spend your time and it takes a little bit of work you it, you change the focus of your business to educating your patients, creating those deep relationships. And then, you know, Harry and I have talked about this. You know, we created, you know, I started this program 20, 20 years ago, at least. And it can take 30 seconds to talk to a patient. And if you're already doing some type of medic, you know, medicine management process, um, it can be plugged right into that. And it takes 30 seconds. Now, once I will tell you from my experience, once you get famous about doing this, then I spent all day, every day out on my floor talking to my patients. And I, I was able because we were doing, you know, I think we maxed out at $120,000 in uh, nutrient sales per month. And, but that allowed me and my business to hire people to stand behind me to take care of the things so I could go out and grow the business. So it's, it's a commitment, but it's a choice. How do you want to spend your time? What you got, yeah. Harry? No, Brad, Brad, if you put together tools and you organize your operation, 
then it really doesn't take as much time either. I mean, that's why, you know, we help the pharmacies um, create things like bag tags. Okay, um, we help them, you know, think about how they're gonna talk to the patients. We will educate the staff so that it is a very quick, comfortable conversation. But if you have all of those things in place, it is a quick 15 second conversation about Mrs. Jones, um, you know, and her and her statin medication, or Mrs. Jones and her metformin, or Mr. Mr. Smith and, and his, uh, you know, antibiotic. It really is a simple thing um, to do. But um, if you put your ducks in a row and you make this part of your operations, those are the successful pharmacies that make it work. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because I, when you, you know, you're doing, you know, 1.4 to 1.2 to 1.4 million a, a year in just these sales. And the margins, of course, are 40 to 50%, right? Um, and uh, so, I mean, you're, you're adding so much to your bottom line. So, yeah, I think the whole time problem uh, really, as you, as you mentioned, goes away. I mean, it really is about where do I want to spend my time? And you're educating patients on how to be better, how, how to be more healthy. Yes. Um, so, you know, to me that I think to anybody listening to this, that makes complete sense. Um, but there's always that, you know, that I think there's this fear. Um, and I always go back to uh, when you go to Best Buy and immediately every single time they're trying to upsell you on something, it's just like, stop leave yeah. me alone. Um, and I think that's where the fear comes from. So how do you overcome that? Yeah, I, I can't, I can't stress this enough. Um, you know, uh, when I got out of school, I was, I was, I was, you know, I was a kid and I, and I was maybe a pharmacist for a week. And this woman walked up to me and she says, Hey, I got this baby and he's got this stuffy nose, you know, what do I do? And I said, Hey, here's some drops, you know, use these drops three times a day. And she said, Oh, thank you very much. And she walked away and I thought, Oh, crud, they're going to do what I tell them to do. You know, it's like <laughs> what I told him was right, but I really got to be on my A game. And so uh, so I took I, I, I've never forgotten that. And um, the most the hardest thing for a lot of pharmacists uh, to do is to get past the idea that they're upselling that they're selling their patients something they're not they're making a medical recommendation that they're they physically the patient physically needs to live a happy healthy life that's it it's not selling are you making a recommendation? Would would you ever think uh, that uh, somebody walks in and says, I have a headache and you walk over and grab the ibuprofen and hand them and say, you know, take two of these three times a day. Would, would that ever be, you know, would you ever think of that as selling? Well, the, the reality is, is that the body doesn't actually need ibuprofen, but the body really needs all the vitamins. That's what we run on is vitamins. We don't run on Prilosec and Pepsid, and, you know, but we do run on vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin C. And so sure. these are even uh, more natural, real recommendations than we could ever make. So I got, I got past that and my staff, you know, I, I just learned one nutrient at a time and, and was able to talk intelligently and give the only way I will ever make a recommendation because I'm ethical is because you or your body needs it, period. That's it. 
And Brad, this is a, a big bugaboo of mine. Um, uh, the fear thing. Um, it really is, it, it is simple to do, but um, number one, uh, the fear is, is I don't know this stuff and uh, you know this information. Um, I went to pharmacy school, I, I, they didn't teach me this stuff. They didn't teach me this stuff. That's why, you know, for example, on our team, we've got folks who educate the pharmacy, who educate the staff to, to help them understand and, and know enough. Um, that's why we've got the tools to help help them deliver that, um, you know, that information. Um, but but we have to, you know, get over that um, or get through that. But sure. the, in regards to the upsell, um, the, again, this is not a sell. We should be giving our patients information, offer information and solutions to help them alleviate some challenges. Then and only then can our patient make an educated decision about their health. That's how I look at it. And if we could really help our teams understand that, that this isn't a two for one, this isn't a buy one, get one free. This is Mrs. Jones. Your body is, is depleted of a very important nutrient, CoQ10. That's what's, what, what, what makes energy in every one of our cells. When we're depleted of that important nutrient, we can't make that energy. That's why we're tired. That's why we may have muscle aches. That's why I always recommend you know, CoQ10 to all my patients who take a statin. Something that simple, Brad. I just, yeah. gave, I just gave her information, right? That's what we should be doing. You know, and that, that uh, uh, this is not related to drug-induced nutrient depletion, but it is a story. Where, um, I think I, you'll understand the tie-in here. So I, I suffer for allergy season every year. And, uh, and I went, this was probably 10 years ago, I was at a trade show. And uh, we just happened to be right next to the booth for the, 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 the people that sell the neti pot. And, uh, and so I'm listening to this guy pitch the neti pot to pharmacists and I, and he gave me one at the end of the show. I told him about it and he gave me one and I took it home and I used it. Now I had, I used to, I used to overdose myself on cold and flu formula contact and, and NyQuil and, you know, just was, I, cause it's so miserable. The, the post-nasal drip, it's just horrid. You know, I'd be, I'd be eating cough drops all day and all night and uh, just trying to get some sleep. And I used the neti pot and I haven't taken NyQuil or cough drops since over the last 10 years uh, when I get this, you know, this allergy stuff because it just cleans everything out. So I said to my dad, now, for those that have listened to Zoom or for, to climb for a long time, uh, you know that I grew up in a, a, a family of pharmacists and, and have been around the industry my whole life. So I told my dad about this. I said, do you, you ever, ever, you, you, do you sell these? Have you ever talked about these? No, I mean, we have them, but I never talk about them. I told him the story. So he started telling his patients about it. And they, every one of them came back in and thanked him and thanked him and thanked him over and over for, for turning them on to this. So it really is about, it wasn't selling. He wasn't selling at all, right? He was just giving them information, which both of you just talked about. And I think it's so important because we do listen. You know, we do listen to the expertise of the pharmacist and 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 uh, having the information to make the decision is just so key. So using your, your caring, the, the fact that you're tr such a trusted professional is just so key. And then, you know, and then the profits 
come to the bottom line as a result of that. Um, so the, um, we've talked about, you know, one of the reasons is, is uh, fear of just upselling, feeling like you're upselling. Um, but another one I know I hear a lot is I just don't know anything about these things. You know, I can't recommend something I don't know anything about. So, you know, Harry, you mentioned that you, you provide education. So let's, but let's delve into this a little bit more. How do we overcome this fear? And obviously it's education, but how do we do this? Well, the way we work with a lot of our customers is, is we'll set up a, an implementation plan. And, and part of that is the front end of that is, is education. Okay, CoQ10, please, you know, um, read this uh, particular material um, and then watch this video. We've got a series of videos. We've got these webinar recordings. Please watch this, read this, watch this. And then your rep is going to come in and do a live um, education. Okay, so it, it gives you all of that information um, that that, um, that you and your team needs. Okay, and then we help you help them understand, you know, how can this work in your operation? Okay, again, that's the education. We've also got you know some excellent resources. Um, you know, just just think of something like this. This is this is an awesome book by Dr. Williams, supplementing dietary nutrients. Um, this is something I have on my shelf, okay? But this is also a, a, another great resource um, for when you do get those uh, additional questions about these B vitamins, about this vitamin D this, about, um, you know, CoQ10 that. Um, these types of resources are, are, are also very helpful. But that's how we, you know, that's how I recommend, um, you know, going at it. You know, you talked about the, your, your one um, RMS customer who, who got up to $10,000 a month um, in sales. Um, he started just reading our product information sheets. That's all he did before um, our reps, before our rep was really knowing that he was doing this. And that's how he started. It is that simple. Is just take it upon yourself, read a little bit, but uh, but our team also really helps helps push that along through through your pharmacy, one small bite at a time. I don't recommend you taking this on for 50, 60, you know, <laughs> types of nutrients all at once. Take one sure. bite at a time. Take one or two drug categories at a time, and then move on to your next. That's how how I recommend it, and, and it works out great for the successful pharmacies. Yeah, that's that's really important, Harry. You know, when I I go in and I do uh, you know consulting for pharmacies and pharmacy chains, and oftentimes uh, the reality is many of us as pharmacists are kind of right at the edge of overwhelm, right? We're just we're just so darn busy, and so the idea of of becoming an a nutrient expert, it just, uh, you know, is overwhelming for folks. And so that's what we do. We just, we, we go and say, Hey, just what Harry said, let's look this month, you know, you, uh, you talk about, uh, we'll just stay with this one, you know, uh, CoQ10 for statin drugs and beta blockers and uh, some of the diabetic drugs. Every, all, the, there's a you know, few very popular drugs that cause CoQ10 deficiencies. And you, in, in that month, you become an expert on one nutrient, period. And you just talk about that. And then the second month, you can add, you know, B12 with metformin 
and you understand you understand the mechanism of of the depletion and then you understand what b12 does in the body and you understand how cruddy you feel and what happens to the body if you don't have enough b12 that's it I mean, that's what we, that's how we learn as pharmacists. Right. And, um, and you just do it one piece at a time. The beauty of this, I mean, if you think about the business end of that, is that if they start taking CoQ10, it's those residual sales, they'll keep coming back and buying the CoQ10. And if you're talking about CoQ10 every month, those residual sales just continue to grow and grow and grow. And then you add the B vitamins and then you, you know, right, you just slowly add but you've never lost those uh, uh, those patients on the CoQ10 at the first month. And so just like John, all of a sudden you go from $1,000 a month to $10,000 a month. That's $60,000 of profit a year. Right. That's, what, that's two technicians. <laughs> I mean, right. all of a sudden you can hire two people to stand behind you and do all the stuff you used to do. And yeah, you got to go check scripts and stuff like that. But then you can get out on the floor. Because now you have that now you have that business model that's sustainable. Right. Well, and you know, and you just made me think of a great enhancement for our for our NutriButler by actually being able to to say, I only want to be recommending CoQ10 this month. And now I'm adding vitamin B, you know, B12, whatever, yep. and, and, and allowing our system to help you with this education piece. So, yes. so we'll be, we'll be seeing that soon, not to talk about <laughs> our product, but, uh, <laughs> um, so one of the other, uh, one of the other barriers that I hear often is cost customers. Oh, you know, I can't do this. My customers won't do it because it's too expensive. You know, they, they've already scraping by to just get the drugs. And so how do you respond to that? Yeah. So, um, the, the, I mean, there's a few ways to respond to it. It's like, how much does a heart attack cost? Right. I mean, what's the actual cost of congestive heart failure if you're low in CoQ10? Um, but what we found is that, you know, for my patients, the, um, the, the vast majority of my patients, and I typically had, if you were my patient, because my patients came to me to get better, that, right. We, we kind of flipped pharmacy on its head. Um, you know, I'm known as the pharmacist that dislikes drugs, right? So our patients came to us to get better. What we found is with the, the basic five nutrients that the body needs to actually heal and feel good. Now we can add, you know, specialty items to help their adrenal glands or their thyroid gland, but typically they don't stay on those their entire life. But just five basics, you're looking at, you know, somewhere between, you know, uh, two fifty to three fifty, two dollars and you know fifty cents to three dollars and fifty cents a day. That's you know a fancy bottle of water. That's less than the the cup of coffee that they're getting. And so, and it's certainly less than the packs of cigarettes that they're buying every day, right? So the the reality is, it's a hundred bucks a month, something like that. Now, for that said, uh, uh, you know, we had uh, kind of a better, you know, a good, better, best level of of nutrients. And for the folks that absolutely could not afford it, they're at poverty level. Um, you know, we had nutrients that they they could have. 
And I will tell you this is something we don't talk much about, but at our at our pharmacy, because our business model was so strong, we never turned anybody away. If someone was desolately poor because of the profit situation for our business, we just gave them the inexpensive nutrients. And same with Medicaid prescriptions. We never turned anybody away because we could afford to do that. But the big thing is, is really stopping and going, what's the actual cost? And just taking a minute to talk to the patient, say, where are you spending your money and how do you want to spend your money? And again, it's about what we've been talking about. It's taking a moment to educate and then giving them the choice on, on, on how they want to live their life. You know, Brad, when I look at this, when I hear that question, it is, you know, I'll, I'll get on my horse again. Uh, shame on us for spending our patients' money. Um, I want my patients to get better, and I want to offer them, um, you know, the quality products that, that are going to get them there. Again, I'll, I'll use an example that um, uh, the pharmacy was, you know, started at 1,000 and got up to 10,000. He used to talk about, you know, if, you, if you're going to take that, uh, you know, chain brand, of uh, a vitamin, um, you're really not going to get what you want. You might as well just flush that down the toilet. That's why I'm recommending the, you know, the, these uh, professional grade dietary supplements. I mean, that's how serious he was about, about this because um, he knew it, it made it made a difference. You're not going sure. to, he wants you to get rid of those challenges. He wants to offer you something that he or she believes will will do that and um and more likely than not it's not going to be you know this versus versus that and um and that's how i sort of look at that we've got examples of you know pharmacies in counties that uh, median income is i think thirty three thirty five thousand dollars annual uh income um she started doing mtms in her, in her mtms uh, medication therapy management uh, conversations with her uh, patients um, again, she's got their whole profile. She started talking about drug-induced nutrient depletions with these patients. And she started, you know, she made the recommendations for the quality uh, dietary supplements uh, because she wanted her patients who were dead tired, who couldn't go to work because of this challenge and this challenge. She wanted it to help them. She made those recommendations for the quality, um, uh, for the quality uh, dietary supplements. And again, she's selling over two, three thousand dollars a month in dietary supplements in that type of an environment. And I've got numerous examples of that. So, so please, we really we shouldn't be um, holding information back from patients um, because of them under because of their financial status. Um, we need to give them that information, make a good, solid recommendation to avoid that or alleviate that challenge. Then and only then will they be able to, to make an educated decision about their health, right? Yeah. It, and if I could just add on real quickly, Brad, a couple of things. One, you know, I'm, I was, uh, my store is in Peoria, Illinois. It's a blue collar town surrounded by farms, right? That's, and we're doing $120,000 a month in sales. So I, I wasn't in Be Beverly Hills, right? Yeah. Sure. yeah. I mean, I was right in the middle of, of blue collar factory and farmer folks. And the other thing I think uh, that really is what changed the game for us is, um, again,
again, it's switching from uh, from uh, being a dispenser to being an educator. I made my uh, my um, employees, but really all of my patients, baby biochemists. So I told them exactly why I wanted to do them to take a quality fish oil. And I had a very um, precise little spiel uh, as far as talking to them and educating them of why good fish oil is great for you because it's made in every, you know, we use, we use uh, omega-3 fatty acids in every cell of our body. doesn't matter with it's, whether it's skin cell, eyeball cell, brain cell. Um, and when we build those cells with really good fatty acids, those cells talk better to one another. They communicate, they last longer. There's less inflammation between the cells or you you can get cruddy, uh, you know, uh, fish oil, which is full of, you know, uh, PCBs, right? So that's part of the spiel. And it sure. takes about one minute and they go, oh, now I can make a choice on what I want to spend my money on. Sure. So that's really the piece is education, education, let them make the choice, give them the information, let them make the choice. And over again, I can't tell you, people want to be healthy. They want to see their kids and their grandkids grow up. They want to be active. They want to be in love and loving. And all that has to do with how their body feels. So let me, I, but there were about 10 things that I wanted to ask about after, <laughs> after this, but, but one thing that, that came to mind and, and uh, um, is, you know, the, the, the idea here to me, one of the ideas here to me is that uh, it, this doing this, helping the patient feel better when they're taking these meds will encourage them to continue to be compliant with, with taking their meds. Did, how, how did that look to you, Jeff? I mean, you, 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 you were doing, this a massive amount of this. So you, you, you've got at least some good anecdotal evidence here. Absolutely. Well, you know, by, by the end of my, that part of my career, you know, I was sitting at a consultation table all day, every day, um, four days a week doing consultations with my patients because my practice just changed. My patients needed that. But what we found is that, you know, patients come in uh, because they're sick and then we have the conversation, you know, I had technicians instead of clerks. Again, um, uh, that's one of the things that we did. And so we started having conversations about how you want to live your life and how you want to feel. And, and we're like, stay on your meds. Let's start doing this. And then we'll talk to your physician and we'll use that the combination of patient pharmacist and physician, that triad to de-prescribe with, with the physician if you wish. Is that what what you're looking for. And they're like, absolutely. I, you know, I didn't know I didn't have to have type two diabetes the rest of my life. I didn't know I didn't have to have high blood pressure and high cholesterol the rest of my life. You mean I can get young again? I was like, yeah, I can't make you 25, but you don't have to be sick anymore, you know? And, um, and so then they get absolutely enthralled about their own health and they become highly motivated. And that's what we did all day long. And that's how we created, you know, we have 50 at our one store. We had 50,000 active patients. I mean, that's ginormous. Yeah, right? that's, that's insane. That's 10, <laughs> that's 10 pharmacies. And, you know, me, I'm like to my wife, I was like, we ought to start another pharmacy. She's like, 
stop right there. <laughs> you know, but that's what happens is, is exactly what you said is that people get um, in, you know, they start to become active participants in their own health. So they stay more compliant taking their meds and, but they become educated and start talking to us and their physicians about, Hey, how do I not take these all the time? And sure. And it's like, yeah, lose, you know, get closer to your ideal body weight and let's see what happens and let's start exercising and see what happens. And lo and behold, the vast majority of them got better. So, and that takes me to the, the next step um, or the, my next question. And, and uh, you know, not everybody has uh, RPOS system, uh, unfortunately. Um, so not everybody get, get these recommendations right there at the till. And obviously, Jeff, you did this without our solution and, uh, and was very successful. And it was years, years before we even had this solution. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, what are, let's start with just the, the average independent pharmacy that, that isn't even doing any, maybe is doing some medication therapy management, uh, disease state management stuff at this stage of the game. Um, you know, where, where, where do you see them? Where would you recommend them getting started? You know, Brad, uh, this is a, uh, an awesome place for pharmacies to start talking about nutrition, about health, about wellness, Drug-induced nutrient depletion that is a, a very classic, easy way to, to get into this, okay? Many of us have these, you know, vitamins on our shelves, but we don't really talk about it. We just sell them, okay? This is a I always see drug-induced nutrient depletion as an awesome first step into enhancing your conversations with your patients about health and wellness and around, around nutrition. Um, and, and it's really just about, um, you know, learning it, putting together the tools and operationalizing it. And that is really why we created that replete program, Brad. And that's why we, we you know, work with RMS to, to, to develop the digital replete program. But in the replete program, again, it's, it's the whole deal. It's help, it's education, okay? Helping your team understand and feel comfortable about having these conversations, whether it's about methyl B complex, whether it's about CoQ10, whether it's about vitamin D, whether it's about zinc. We need to understand some of the basics, okay? And then putting together some of the tools, you know, like I talked about, um, uh, whether it's, you know, bag tags, or whether it's getting them uh, hooked up into the uh, you know RMS uh, you know automated system, um, those are tools to help us make us aware that these um, uh, that there's a drug-induced nutrient depletion, and then to have a quick and easy conversation with our patient. Okay, that's what these tools um, you know are, are all about. We have other tools again just to help create awareness. You know these are. Um, uh, you know, just countertop signs, things like that, create awareness in our store, again, distinguishing us from, from your regular pharmacy. These are all the things that are, that are part of this, that are part of the program. And then we help you implement it and help you operationalize it, making it into your day-to-day operations, okay? And that's really how I recommend, however you go about it, put a plan together, to, to implement this, um, but it should include education, tools to have those conversations, and then a way to uh, to, to operationalize it. Um, and, but then this is a great 
first step into this um, uh, nutrition, health, and wellness space for many, many of these successful pharmacies. Like you talked about, one pharmacist started a thousand a month, and he's up to over ten. That's exactly how he did that. Yeah, yeah. That it's the 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 biggest thing um, that I talk to pharmacists about is 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 what we talked about before is is start slow, pick one, and and even if you even if you know you don't have the the point of sale or, or you, you don't have uh, you know the the um, the program from orthomolecular, how how many statin prescriptions do you dispense in a day right it, i mean it's pretty simple and we know I mean, there are some really big nutritional deficiencies um uh, drug induced that that we all know about and so it's just pick one but the the reality is is uh, you know i you know ortho uh, came to me and said hey how the heck are you selling 100 grand worth of vitamins uh, would you help us with this and and this is the program we put together so we you know what i did in my pharmacy was i did a little bit of extra work i would pick a drug class this is how i did it before any of this 20 plus years ago before any of this uh was realized i would do a little bit of research it, and this this was back in the day where i'd have to go to the library right <laughs> there was there was virtually no internet back then and, and then i would um you know i would talk i would pick a drug category and talk to them for a month or two and then i just would add on it's it's not hard does it it take you have to get out of your box we have you know i read this writing on the wall 25 years ago it was like yeah, this, you know, profits are going down. My time is getting thinner. This is not going to get better. So how do I create a new business model where it's it's an absolute win-win? I can really affect patient outcomes and be able to, you know, care for my employees, right? This is another care, not just about our, 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 uh, uh, um, our patients, but our employees. So our, our employees were the best paid, most supported, not overworked because we could afford all those things because the business model allowed us to do that. Now, were we overworked and underpaid at the beginning? Yes. <laughs> you know, for me, 100-hour weeks, got, got it down, can do. But it was with the idea that eventually we were going we were going to work smarter and not harder and then be able to support our staff. I mean, I had I had physicians and chiropractors come to me and ask for jobs because of what we were doing in our community, how many people we were helping in our community. And I, I said, thank you, but you're a little bit overqualified. But we did have nurses on staff. Right. And and we didn't have clerks. All of all the people standing at cash registers were full on, absolutely top of the line technicians. So that's, you know, that's what this can offer for our patients, starting sure. out talking one drug class, right? Yeah, I was going to say, it didn't start that way, though, but that's, no. that's where you can end, and that's so exciting, right? Yeah. So, well, gentlemen, um, I really appreciate your thoughts. We're, we're basically out of, we're running out of time here, so I, I'll give each of you a, another moment if you have a, a parting shot, a parting thought here. Uh, so, Harry, do you have anything else to add? Um, I'll give you my, 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 some of my passion. 
we need to be getting out from behind the counter and we need to be talking to our patients. We need to be helping our patients. Drug-induced nutrient depletion is an easy way of, of doing it in any pharmacy environment, whether you're a compounding pharmacy, whether you're a, um, a, you know, a classic independent pharmacy. Um, if you've dabbled with this in the past, I highly recommend you, you, you know, get, get, you, you know get, get your things together again, get your ducks in a row, and then take another shot at this. This drug-induced nutrient depletion is, is, a, is a great place to start, a great place to grow, and it's amazing how things can, can go from there. It's been great, Brad. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. You know, just stop and watch your patients walk in and out of, of your pharmacy door and notice them limping and notice them uh, breathing hard and, and using canes. The reality is, is our patients come to us to get because they're sick, but they don't know they can get better. And I believe it's our moral and ethical duty to give them the information to let them know that they don't have to be sick the rest of their life. They don't have to do this long, slow slog through their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. You can live an amazing, healthy life all the way. We all got to go home at some point in time, but you can, but the the reality is, is that they can live absolutely vivacious lives. And and we have that information. We're the biochemists. We're the ones that know. The doctors don't know. The nurses don't know. We know. So we can use all that wonderful uh, information that we got and give it to our patients and let them make the best medical choices for themselves. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I was thinking about one of my a dear friends who's also been on climb a number of times. He's a motivational speaker. Many have seen at conferences, Giovanni Lavera. And one of the things he always talks about is he just says, no change, no change. Um, if you don't change, nothing's going to change. And I think that's so important for pharmacies to recognize, you know, I know that they do know that, but sometimes we know it and we still don't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so this is a great, you know, just a great opportunity. I agree, Harry, such a great opportunity to get that, 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 uh, conversation started, uh, into deeper dive into health and in, in health and wellness. So gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for all of this information, uh, Jeff. Congratulations on, I mean, what a massive success. Uh, and I'm, I'm so happy you're sharing all of this information. Uh, once again, gentlemen, uh, hope to have you back on Climb Down the Road. Uh, thanks again and have a terrific day. Thank you so much. Thanks. Take care. With NutriButler by RMS, serve your patient's health on a silver platter. Help improve patient outcomes, integrate therapy recommendations, increase your supplement sales, and create happy, healthy, loyal customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.